Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Ayin Zayin, Daf seventy-seven of Masechta Yoma. Um, we're getting kind of close to the end over here, you know. Masechta Yoma has eighty-eight pages. We're on seventy-seven. We're getting there. The first bulk of today's Daf is kind of out there. <laughs> It's this uh, discussion between like Gavriel and Daniel. Kind of interesting, I guess. A bunch of Pesukim. And then we move forward on the five Inuyim. We talk about an alternative way to learn out Rechitza. We also talk about Tashmashamita. We talk about um, some other deals, uh, some other details as well about um, Rechitza, Sicha. So some interesting stuff on today's daf. Um, let us begin. Mm, where should we begin? And the first of the wide lines towards the bottom. So about five lines from the bottom. Uh, Gavriel says to Daniel, he says, I came bidvarecha on your word. What is this? So now we uh, we uh, come on this whole interesting journey. This is what the Pazak says. That... Um, Yechezkel, Yechezkel was in Bavl, and it says that in a nevuah, in a prophecy, so then, or maybe in a dream, was it? So the Abishter takes Yechezkel, and he takes him to Jerusalem, and he sees Darin, that there were 70 um, people from the elders of Israel, and Yaoznyaw ben Shafon was standing among them. Omdim lifneim, um, standing before them, ve'ish miktarto biyado, and each person had his like um, incense burner in his hand. Ve'atar onen aktoris ola, and uh, there is a cloud of smoke going up. Ve'ishlach tavnis yad ve'ikacheni betzitzis roshi, that the Eibushter took me by um, by my hair. Ve'tisaosi ruach ben arutz ben hashemayim, and he took me you know, kind of like flew me almost, but holding him by the hair. So I guess like, I don't know, what's it called when you hold somebody by their hair and move them places? Carry them by their hair, I guess. Between the heaven and the earth, and I came to Jerusalem in a heavenly vision, um, by the inner door in the north of the Azara, Asher Shamosav Amakne. Hamakne, Hamakane, what's the word? Hamakne. That by the um, by this gate to the Azara was this Getchke, was this um, idol that 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 was placed there, and you had all these Yidden standing there um, burning incense for the Getchke. Shvere Matzav. Vayavo Osi. And he took me to the inner courtyard of, of the house of God. And there was the entrance to the Heichel between the Ulam and the Mizbeach in the Azara. And between the Bena Ulam and the Mizbeach, there was 25 fellows. Their backs were towards the Heichel 
and they were facing towards the sun, and they were bowing eastward towards the sun with their backs towards the west, towards the Heichel. Why does the Pasuk have to say that their backs were towards the Heichel and they were facing the sun? If I know, if I already know that if they're facing eastwards, so then their back is westwards. That's the way it goes. So how come the Pasuk needed to indicate that their backs were towards the Heichel? You hear that, Cheve? Outrageous. They were Pasha defecating Darin. Oh my goodness gracious, can you imagine? I mean, don't try too hard, but I mean, insanity. So the Abishter says to Michal, Michal, your nation has like messed up huge time. So then Michal says to God, he says, Master of the world, well, at least maybe you could save them on the count of the good ones that are among them. Omerlo, the Abishter says, Ani soref osam vilatovim shabayim. The Abishter says, No way, no how. I'm going to burn them and even the good ones among them. Everyone. Miyad, immediately, Vayomer, Elo ishlovus shabadim, that the Abishter says to the fellow who is, who is wearing the linen garments that is a reference to Gavriel. Vayomer boel benos lagalgal el tachas lekruv go among the ofanim underneath the 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 the, the kruv umalichofnecha gachle eish mi benos lekruvim and fill up your hands with fire with coals of fire from between the kruvim uzrok ala ir and throw these coals on the city and destroy everything. And says, I think it's Daniel, he's saying that he saw, um, um, or maybe Sicheskel saw that, um, that Gavriel did, did, did this. He stepped forward to take the coals. And the Kruv took coals from between the Kruvim. From the uh, fire that was between the Kruvim. And this kruv took a scoopful of coals, of fiery coals, and put it in the hands, in the cupped hands of Gavriel. And Gavriel took the fiery coals and left. If not for the fact that during the transfer, that while the Kruv was transferring the fiery coals from his from him to to the hands of Gabriel, and the coals cooled down a little bit during the transfer. There would be no yidden left, not me, not you, nobody. But because the fiery coals cooled down a little bit while they were being transferred from the kruvim to the hands of Gabriel. For that reason, not everybody was destroyed. And the Pasuk says, The fellow wearing the Lavusha uh, Badim, who's wearing the uh, linen clothing, i.e. Gavriel, that he had the pillow, I believe, of a scribe on his loins. He replied to the Abishter, 
Asisikashitsivisani, I have done as you have commanded me. Mission accomplished. Um mission complete. Um Rubyochan Rubyochan At that time, they took out Gavriel from behind um, you know, like the curtain by God. and they whipped him sixty fiery lashes. Amrulay, and they said to Gavriel, Ilo avadit, lo avadit. Look, if you're not going to do something, don't do it. But avadit, lo avadit, But if you were going to do it already, why didn't you do it as you were supposed to? The Abishta said, take the fiery coals and destroy everybody. But that's not what Gavriel did. He had the crew take fiery coals and transfer it to him and it cooled down in the process and therefore the coals didn't have the desired effect. So they whipped Gavriel with fiery lashes and they said, hey, Gavriel, if you're not going to listen, that's one thing, but if you're going to listen, listen. And you know what? Fine. And then even if you did do it incorrectly, what about the concept of you don't report back sort of a failure. And therefore, if you didn't do it properly, why did you come back to the Abishter and say, mission complete? I saw the Dubiel, sorry, the Paisoi. So then they brought over Dubiel, the officer, the angel officer of the Persians, and they put him in place of Gavriel, and Darton was um, Dubiel for 21 days. This is what the Pesach says, that Gabriel says that the, um, that the officer of Paris was standing opposite me, of Persia was standing opposite me for 21 days. And Michael, one of the officers came to help me, says Gabriel. And in the, but before uh, Michael came, it was just me alone with the king of Persia for 21 days. They gave the king of Persia, this uh, the this angel officer of Persia, they gave him 21 kingships. As well as the port of Mashig. And then the Persian officer requested that the Yidin should have to pay him a special head tax. Kosvule, they wrote that in a contract for him. Ksivuli Rabbanan Ba'akarga Kosvule. He requested that not just the regular people, but even the rabbis should also have to pay a head tax. They said, no problem. They wrote it down on a document there in heaven. And when it came time to sign the document and make it official, Gavriel got up from behind the curtain by God and he said, that, you know, it is futile to the fellows who wake up very early to go to work and get back very late, that they just work and work and work, and they eat this lechem atzavim, they eat this like sad bread. But those people who push off sleep from their eyes to study Torah, the Abishter gives them sustenance and make sure that they have. So, I mean, you have people who work all day and they don't study Torah and they work and work and work to get their miserable bread. Whereas people who, who wake up early and, and go to, you know, go to sleep late to study Torah, 
So then um, the Ebishter makes sure that they're taken care of. What does it mean that so he gives to the people who kind of push off sleep from their eyes? Amr B'Yitzchak says, Rabbi Yitzchak, these are the wives of the Tamid Chachamim that they push off sleep uh, in this world waiting for their husbands to come home. And they get Olam Haba. Meaning he was trying to make the argument that even the wives of the Tamid Chacham who are supporting their husbands, who are Tamid Chachamim, they get, they, they merit an Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. Certainly the, 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 the scholars themselves should have special merit and should be exempt from paying this tax. They didn't listen to Gavriel. So then Gavriel says, Master of the world, If you had all of the um, wise people of the nations of the world on one side of the scale, and you have Daniel on the other side of the scale, wouldn't he outweigh all of them? So again, look at the, at the significance of the, of the Chachme Yisrael, and they shouldn't have to have this burden of this tax. David says, who is this who is, who is, you know, saying all these positive, meritorious things about my children? They said, Master of the world, it's Gavriel. So he says to them, let him come. I came bidvarecha on account of your words. And, and this is sort of going full circle. Meaning the Gemara started by saying, My vani basi bidvarecha. What does it mean when Gavriel says that I came on account of your words? So that was this whole long thing to say that Gavriel said, Make the Yidin exempt from this tax, or at least the Tamil Chacham, because look how great Daniel is. And it's and then the Abishtar invites in Gavriel. And Gavriel says to Daniel that I, I came in on account of you, on account of being Malamid Schus for you. They said to um, Gavriel Leol Ailu, they brought him in. So he came in and he found that this fellow Dubriel, uh, Dubriel this um, angel mess, messenger officer of Persia, he had this contract that was about to be signed. Which says that the Yidin and the, and the, even the Tamid Chacham have to pay a special tax. But Lemir Mamine, um, Gabriel tried to swipe it away from him. Bilah, the Persian angel swallowed it up. Though those who say that the contract had not yet been signed, it was written but not yet signed, and then it got swallowed up, so it never got signed. There are those who say that no, Ataka even was signed. However, However, when this angel swallowed it up, it got it all got erased and messed up. So the contract was never really effective. And that is why in the Persian Empire there are those who pay the tax. And those who don't, because it's not really clear what ended up happening with it. Gabriel then continues, and then, lo and behold, I leave, and sure enough, who's coming? Now the king of Greece is coming. And he cried out and cried out, but uh, nobody was listening to Gabriel once again. Wow. What an interesting anecdote.
All right. Now the Gemara continues. If you want, I will say, How do we know that Rechitza is called Inui? It comes from here. Meaning, we had said at the end of the day yesterday that um, the Pasuk says, Where was this? It was Daniel, right? He says, From the fact that it could have said, That it didn't apply oil, but it says, So that includes also Rechitza. I can give you another explanation, says the Gemara. Be by same if you want, I will say, inui minolon. How do I know that 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 bathing is called uh, inui affliction? Meocha from here. Dechsevulev Yosher Akoyin Amr Amelech that Shlomo Amelech said to Yosher the Koyin Anosos Lech go walk to go 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 to Anosos Al Sodcha to your field Ki Ishmovesata because really you're deserving of death. However, says Shlomo Melech, I will not kill you today. Because you carried the Aron of God before David, my father. And that you were afflicted with all that my father was afflicted with when he ran away from Avshalom. Okay, fine. So we see that there was some kind of affliction in the context of David. And it says about David, that they said, that the nation is hungry, and tired, and, and, and thirsty by Midbar in the desert. Okay, so clearly, um, hungry is from bread, and thirst is from water. What does it mean that they were tired? Tired from what? Is it not that they needed a good bath? So we see, and it says that, that you were afflicted. So, so, so being hungry, tired, and apparently need, being hungry, thirsty, and apparently needing a bath is called inui. So that's how we see that washing is considered inui, bathing is considered inui, affliction. But maybe, uh, suggests the Gemara, maybe oyef doesn't mean, um, uh, from rechitza, from bathing, maybe it means he wasn't wearing any shoes. El rather says Rabbi from here, this is how we know that Mayim is called Inui. Mayim Karim al Nefesh Ayefa. Well, the Pasuk says, Mayim Karim al Nefesh Ayefa. Um, 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 cold water on a tired soul. So we see that, uh, Ayef is Davka, um, um, Rechitza. Vidoma Mishtia. But maybe it's referring to drinking, not bathing. Miksiv bin Nefesh Ayefa, al Nefesh Ayefa Ksiv. It doesn't say in a tired soul, it says on a tired soul. So we see that it's referring to bathing, and it's called Oyef, and Oyef is compared to um, 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 Inui. So we see that um, uh, bathing is considered an Inui. Okay, very good. Unilas Asando Minolon, how do we know that, um, that, you know, not wearing shoes is considered inui. The chesiv is the pasuk says, "V'david ole b'maile azaisim." That David was going up higher azaisim. Ole uvocha v'rosh lochafui. He was going up and he was crying and his head was exposed. Uh, what's this ayin? V'hu holech yochef, and he was walking borvis. He was walking without shoes. Yochef mimai. What does it mean? He's walking borvis. Lav minila sasanto doesn't that isn't that what it means? He was taka walking borvis. He was taka walking without shoes on. So we see that um, that um, you know that right that it's pretty schwer to not have any shoes. 
No, maybe it's not that he was borvis. Maybe it means that he didn't have his horse and that he didn't have his whip, but he was wearing shoes. Maybe Taka means from here. This is a, a, a pasuk by Yeshaya. It says, "Go and wear sackcloth above your loins, and take off your shoes from your feet." And it says that he said that that, right, right, that Yeshaya did this. He was walking naked, viyachif and borvis. Yochef mimai, la menilas asandol. So when it says that he was Yochef, what does that mean? Mistama means he wasn't wearing any shoes. Vema b'menolam amatuloi. To which the Gemara says, wait, maybe it doesn't mean that he was borvis. Maybe it means that he was wearing shoes, but they were patched. They were like, you know, shvach. The ilote ma'achi, because, and, and I'll prove it to you why, how we know that Yochef means that he was wearing shoes, but just kind of patched up shoes. Because arum arum mamish, well, when it says in the same passage that he was arum v'yochef, that he was naked and he was also borvis. Does it literally mean that he was mamish naked? No. It means that he was wearing clothing, garments that were worn out. So here also, when it says that he was borvis, it doesn't mean that he was mamish borvis. It means that he was wearing um, 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 shoes that have that, that were patched up. So still, how do we know that um, uh, an ilas asandal is considered a, um, a what's it called? In Inui. So Ella Amr of Nachm Bayitzik Meacha Miniraglich Miyachev Ugronek Mitsama. You know, prevent your 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 uh, legs, your feet from Yachev and your throat from thirst. Mini Atzmich Minachet. Hold yourself back, prevent yourself from sinning. Kedoshle Yavo Raglich Alide Yichuf. So that you, if you know, hold yourself back from sinning so that you don't have to walk around Borvis. Mini Lishonach Midvarim Betelim. Um, hold back your tongue from speaking silly things so that you won't be thirsty. Got it? Givaldik. So uh, there you go. So um, therefore, Borvis is, is equated with an Inui. Therefore, on Yom Kippur, we don't wear leather shoes. Tashmashamita dikre Inui minolon. Haruda Tashmashamita is called Inui. Dikhsiv, as the Pasuk says, that Lavan says to Yankiv, that if you are te'ane, lashon inoi, my daughters, noshim, or if you take additional wives. Now this part gets a, a little bit, uh, I don't know if spaghetti is the right word, but uh, yeah, hof- hopefully I'll be able to get us uh, moving through this smoothly. Here we go, it's just a few lines. So we want to say that what that means. What does it mean? Imtainez benosa. It means that if you if you don't sleep with them, if you you know if you if you prevent them from from the inui from the ona that they are entitled to, vimtikach noshim, or if you take additional wives upon my daughters. I, you know, Lavan says I don't want you taking additional wives. So we see that te'ane is lashon tashmish. That you have to you know make sure to 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 be with my with my daughters and not ignore them. So we see that um, that te'ane is lashon tashmish. Maybe they're both talking about tsaros. Maybe when it says imtanes benosav imtikach noshim, 
Maybe Vimtikach Nashim is an explanation of what it means, Imtanez bin Osai. So they're both talking about Tsarus and saying, Imtanez bin Osai, what does that mean, Imtanez bin Osai? Imtikach Nashim bin Osai. Don't take additional wives on my daughters. I don't want you to create, um, you know, a situation where, where you have too many wives and my daughters aren't getting the attention that, right, that's deserving of them. To which Sigmar says, Miksiv Imtikach Imtikach. I'm sorry, Miksiv Imtikach Vimtikach Ksiv. To which the Gemara says, no, it doesn't say imtanez benosai imtikach nashim, in which case imtikach nashim would be an explanation of imtanez benosai, rather it says imtanez benosai vi imtikach nashim, which means that it's not a, a, an explanation of imtanez benosai, it's in addition to imtanez benosai. The ema idvidi mitzaris, but still, maybe I'll say that they're, that they're both talking about do not add additional wives, but chad litzaris dide vechad litzaris daasin le me'amu. Maybe the first one is saying, don't, so meaning, maybe first what he's saying is, if you, um, do not add, you know, Bila and Zilpa to make them Kilo on the same level as my daughters, Rachel and Leah. And not only Bila and Zilpa, but also you shouldn't add um, um, more wives that come from like outside of the immediate family. Kilu don't add more wives in addition to Bil and Zilpa. Dumya de right, which would be similar to Imtikah, right? So Vimtanim and Vimtikah would be like the same idea of, of taking additional wives. But the Gemara says, but that doesn't really make sense in that sense, right? Meaning if you want to say don't do this and don't even do that, so you would start with the more severe thing and say don't even do this less severe thing. So in this context it, it, it shouldn't be well, the way it should be in this context is that really don't take additional wives from outside of the immediate family. Don't like additional wives. Don't do that. But even don't promote Bila and Zilpah to the same level as Rachel and Leah. That's what it should say, right? However, miksiv imtikach vimtaine. It doesn't say imtikach vimtaine, which would be that, which is don't take external wives plus don't even promote Bila and Zilpah. It says, don't promote Bila and Zilpa and don't even take external wives, which would be the backwards order and it doesn't really make sense. Therefore, end of the day, the point being, right? means, Te'ane is talking about Lashon Tashmish, Vimtikach Nashim is talking about Tsaris, two separate things, Te'ane is Lashon Tashmish, that's what we need to know. He says to Abaye, wait a second, why do we have to learn out from this complicated taich by Imtanez Benosai? Te'ane is, is, is by definition a lashon of Tashmish, right? Hatashmish gufa ikra inui. Inui is just an, a, a, a synonym for Tashmish anyways. Why do we have to bring like a, you know, sort of this Delicate drasha, Enoi literally is just Tashmish. The Apostle says, That it says by Shechem and Dina that he slept with her. That, right, that he slept with her. So we see that mean, just, literally just means Tashmish. There you have it. Abayi says, No, you could argue that what means means that, that he slept with her once. That then the rest of the time that he was that they were together, he didn't actually sleep with her anymore, even though she wanted to sleep with him. He he was sort of like, he 
afflicted her by, by, by not sleeping with her anymore. So therefore, in that case, uh, yeah, Anea is actually to um, wait and not to actually um, have intercourse. And therefore, that's not necessarily proof that Inui literally means Tashmish. And therefore, we learn it out from Imtanez Benosaif, Imtikach Nashuma Benosaif. Fine. There we go. Just like you're not allowed to wash your entire body on Yom Kippur, you're also not allowed to wash parts of your body, right? Like you're not even allowed to wash your hands properly. Just like a little bit. If your, if your hands got dirty with like mud and excrement, well then you can, you could just wash your hands regularly. When it comes to anointing with oils, you can't apply oil to your entire body. You also cannot apply oil to even parts of your body. But if he was unwell, or if he had, I think, like warts or something on his on his head, you can you can you can um, apply oil. No problem. That a woman can wash one of her hands in water so that she can give bread to a child and there's nothing to be concerned about. That they said to Shammai the Zakin, he didn't want to feed a child with one hand. So he didn't want to wash his one hand in order to feed a child. Because all of they said to him, they made a gzera that he must, that he can even wash both of his hands that he should wash both of his hands and feed the kid, you know, because otherwise he wasn't going to feed that kid at all because he didn't want to wash his hands at all. My time on Rabbi Mishum Shivta, Rabbi says because there's some kind of demon Shivta that, um, you know, if you don't wash your hands, Shivta can get involved in Chaval. So therefore, um, wash your hands, feed the kid. Vaiter. Tanu Rabbanu, the Rabbi Sada, Holich Lakbil, Pnei Oviv, Pnei Rabo, Pnei Mishagado, Mimenu. If a fellow is going to greet his father, or his teacher, or somebody who's greater than he is, over at Savor Bamoyim, he can go on Yom Kippur up into his neck in water, uh, and it's no problem, right? So even though we said that you cannot bathe, but if you're going somewhere to greet your teacher, your rabbi, somebody greater than you, so you can walk through, you know, if you have to walk through water, that's fine. What if it's a student going to the teacher? Can st- no, the opposite. What if it's the teacher going to the student? Can a teacher walk, you know, wade through water in order to go to the student? Tashma, come here. The Amr of Yitzchak Bar Bachana, Ani Chazise Leziri. I saw Ziri. The Azul Lagabi Rebchia Bar Ashi Tamide says Ab Bar Bachana. Says Reb Yitzchak Bar Bachana that Aitaka saw that Ziri went to his student Rebchia Bar Ashi. So you see that yes, a teacher can go through this water up to his neck to even to go to his student. Rav Ashi Omar says, Rav Ashi, no, that's not what happened. Ahu Rav Chiyabar Ashi, who the Ozo Lagabe, the Ziri Rabe. Says Rav Ashi, no, that's not what happened. What happened was, it was Rav Chiyabar Ashi who was going to his teacher Ziri, but it's no proof that a teacher can go to the student. What we have here is a student who was going to his teacher. Rabe, fine. Rav Ashar Levnei Ever Yemino, Lemeber Bamaya, the Naturi Peira. That, um, Wait, Aver Yumina. Oh, wait, Aver Yumina. Wait, does that mean the, the, the right side or was the name, was that the name of the place? I feel like the name of the place was Aver Yumina. But now I can't remember. Whatever it is, Rava allowed these people 
who had to guard their fruit to make sure, I guess, that, I don't know, they wouldn't, definitely they wouldn't be consumed either by other people or by animals, whatever it is, but they had to guard their fruit. So Rava would allow that these people who had to guard their fruit to, um, to cross through the water in order to get to the other side where their orchards were to, to guard the fruit. says that there's taka a brisa that supports you. That the garters of the fruits can go through water until their necks, and there's nothing to be concerned about in order to guard their fruit. So Rav Yosef allowed the people of Beitarbu to pass through water in order to go to the shear that was taking place on Yom Kippur. There was a there was a there was a lecture, a Torah shear that was happening on Yom Kippur. Rav Yosef allowed the people to pass through water in order to get to the sermon, the shear on Yom Kippur. Lemezel lo sharlu, but he did not allow them to go back home. It was a one-way allowance. But they were allowed to go through the water to go to the shear, but not to go home afterwards. Says Abayi to Yosef, but if you, if you say that, well then next year they're not going to want to come to the shear because they're going to get stuck. Those who say that Takano, it was Rav Yosef who said they're allowed to go through the water to get to the shear and even to go home. To which Abai responded to Rav Yosef, he says, So Abai asks Rav Yosef, he says, I understand why they could go through the water in order to get to the shear because they're going to do a mitzvah, they're going to the shear. But why should they be allowed to return to go from the shear? The answer is, um, like Abai answered in the first version, that is that, um, well, if we don't allow them to get back, then they won't come in the future. So, Rav Yudah and Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yudah were on the uh, bank of the Euphrates, which was, I guess, opposite the bank of the Chatzdad. And Rami Bar Papa was on the other side, I guess, of the Euphrates. Ramalu, and he said to them, Ramalu Kale, he yelled out to them, and he, Rami Bar Papa says, Hey, can I cross the water over here? Because I want to ask you a shaila. So says Rav Yehuda to Rami by Papa. Rav The Rav and Shmuel both say over. Yeah, no problem. You can cross the water as long as you do not um, extend your hands below your the hem of your clothing to lift it up to prevent it from getting wet. As long as you don't do that, it's okay. You can pass cross through the water as long as you do not um, extend your hands past the hems of your garment in order to uh, in order to um, lift up the bottom of your garment so that to prevent it from getting wet. As long as you don't do that, um, yes, you can cross and it's fine. Maskiflor of Yosef, of Yosef asks Akasha, one second, how could it be that we're saying that on Yom Kippur, you're allowed to walk through water that goes up until your neck? Even on a weekday, are you allowed to walk through water that goes up to your neck? The Apostle says, 
It said, we saw, we saw this apostle quoted in Masech Tashkolim, I believe. I was looking at it with, uh, with, with, with Reb Hillel a few weeks ago, the other week. Um, anyways, so the Pasuk says there in Yechezkel that there were, the waters were coming out from the Kodesh HaKodashim. And there was like, I think an angel who was sort of guiding him through the water. And, 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 he, and he measured a thousand Amis. And he took me through the water. It went up to my ankles. So we see that you're allowed to walk through water that goes up to your ankles. He measured another thousand amas and took me to water that then got up to my knees. So we see that you're allowed to walk through, go through water up to your knees. He counted another thousand amas and then he took me through water that went up to my um, thighs. Or is that loins? Either one, thighs, loins. I think it's kind of similar. So you can go through your loins. You can go up to, into water up to your loins. But then after that, he went another thousand amas, and then he got to water that was impassable. So we see that about you, you can't really go into water that goes past your loins. That's deeper than your loins. Says that was a unique situation because the water there in that particular stream was very, very stark and it was just un- impassable. But, um, um, but on Yom Kippur, if you're going to visit your Rebbe and you have to pass through water that goes up to your neck, that, right, that's okay. And also during the week. Is it possible that you could have swam through that water? That no, that the water was water that you couldn't swim through. Sahu is swimming. Okay. Is it possible you could pass through that water with a small boat? That you wouldn't be able to pass through an anishayet, which we're going to explain in a second. Is it possible you could pass through this water that was coming out of the temple in a big ship? That it's see other would not be able to pass through it. My mashma, what does that? I don't. How do we understand this anishayet? This see other? It's like if Yosef explained. That you won't be able to pass through this water either with like a small uh, fisherman's boat or like a big uh, uh, that Even the angel of death is unable to pass through this water that gushes out of it says over here that in Onishayit will be able to pass through, and it also says by the Malachamavis in Sefer Eov, it says that he was going Mishot Ba'aretz from like passing around the, the, in, in the land. So Shot and Shayit, so the Malachamavis won't even be able to go through this water. Wow. That was some daf. Ayin Zayin daf. Ayin Zayin of Mesech Yoma. A lot. Big. Some big dapim these days. Some big dapim. Anyways, so the first part of the daf was that interesting uh, agarata from with Gavriel and Daniel when um, with the Avodazar and the Beis Mikdash and Gavriel and the uh, uh, officer of Persia and and the tax and how he how Gavriel invoked Daniel in order to save them from the tax. Very interesting stuff. We then brought the um, an additional uh, source for Rechitza being uh, Inui. We also talked about 
Neila Sasando being Inoy, Tashmishamita being Inoy. We said that when we say that you don't wash, you know, that you don't bathe and you don't apply oils, that's not just to your entire body, that's even to parts of your body. Um, and then we had interesting things about being able to be, you know, pass through water in order to visit your Rebbe or to go to Ashir, things like that. And some interesting agaritas along the way. Chavi, that was the Fein Zayn of Mesechta Yoma. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Cheers.